Hello, everybody. This is RNG PC. We are a D&D podcast, but there is no long, drawn-out campaign here. We are creating random PCs that have fleshed-out backstories. Last week, I created a retired hero who went into retirement after discovering the monster they were chasing was themselves. <gasps> Today, we have Jay creating a brand new character for us to explore. Welcome to our show. My name is Nathan. This is my co-host, Jake. How's it going, Jake? Man. I, you know what? I think I think, I think we kind of know what we're doing. Mainly you. I think we know what we're doing, though, with the intro here now. Like, it yeah. feels like I got chills. <laughs> that, like, ooh, is nice. It, is it, uh, I went into retirement after discovering the monster they were chasing was themselves. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you. That's what happens <laughs> when I write things out ahead of time. <laughs> really? I, I, I just I try and make chills happen, like, spontaneously. Just like um, I'm only good with improv when I'm playing with someone else. When I play with myself, it's not as fun. We all know what that's like. Is that a... Is that a a sexual masturbation reference. I'm surprised it wasn't for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was good. That was a good intro. I liked it. Um, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking, good sir. Um, that's yep. That's it. It's summertime. You know, summer, summer, summertime. Summertime. <clears throat> um, but speaking of which, <laughs> that's Will Smith, right? It is. Yes. Um, the one thing I wanted to bring up, since it is summertime, and it is this kind of like. I think this episode should be coming out right after our one year of starting all this. I'm so happy you remembered. Right? It's our one year. It's our, what is that, the paper anniversary? The paper anniversary? Isn't there like a one year, isn't the one year a paper anniversary thing? No? Like, you're talking about marriage? Yeah. I don't fucking know. Jeez. This is why the paper I'm giving you for our anniversary are divorce papers. (laughs) The only thing I know about (laughs) wedding anniversaries is that you typically save the top tier of the cake for your one year, and then you eat a year-old piece of cake. Whose idea was that? From your your wedding. Also, did we have a cake? We didn't have a cake. Ooh, we had Truly. No. We had a lot of Truly. (laughs) And champagne. Ooh. Oh, God. Yeah, we got... We got... We got... Remember, I I almost poured champagne all over my computer. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one where we were like, mmm, bubbly. Listen to the bubbly. Um, yeah, because I poured it so fast, you legit, my mic legit picked up the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Like you hear me go, "Oh fuck!" and hear, <laughs> and, and then you laugh. Um, but yeah, I think because it was what June thirteenth of last year. Yeah, I think so. And so this this episode should be, if I did my calendar correctly that I'm looking at, coming out on the nineteenth. So technically, it would have been last week was our one year, um, like that Sunday, the day afterwards. But yeah, in classic uh, us fashion. We're addressing it in retrospect. So there we go. Yeah, we did it. We've made it one year. I think because what? This is episode 47, I believe. Because we took, I guess, five weeks off, right? And We did take some time off. And then, yeah, we had like eight episodes. We recorded for a couple of weeks before we went live on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So at one point, we had like a five-week grace period. Yeah. But like, man, that's crazy. How much has changed in a year? I'm in a new apartment. Um we stream live on Twitch now. Um, you yeah. have a curtain behind you. And I've I, produced I, and, and and recorded an audiobook. Yeah, and have a dog. I have a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no hair left like, anymore because this haircut I got recently this past week has made me very bitter. Um, no, yeah. So, <laughs> what do you want? We don't what'd have to want? talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. It's fine. It's fine. This is an audio format. Unless they're on Twitch, no one sees this. I just have to ask, though, are you done with the, is the man bun gone? Is it done? I know it's, you can still put that in a bun, but it's definitely not as much hair. It's like so one of those super bun. It's one of those like 
sad little ponytail things as I could do in the back. The like what Brad Pitt had yeah. at the Oscars and he was standing off to the side of the stage and it's just like, yeah, sure, I guess this counts as up. Um, it, no, it's not done and or gone. I did not want it this short. I just kind of went there. I was like, I want it like just kind of right above the shoulders. And this is like two, three inches above like two the inches above the. Sh- yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it's like, and the one thing I know too, and it's fine. And I'm being, <laughs> I realize that we're two, two grown men talking about a haircut on a podcast, but it's <laughs> fine. It'll grow back. My hair, my hair will be okay. I've had worse haircuts than this. <laughs> I sent, yeah, I, well, sent, I sent a picture to my friend who, like, granted, I set her up for this whole, like, I was like, we're friends, right? And she's like, yeah. I was like, I can trust you? She's like, what did you do? And I was like, I just need to know you'll be honest with me. She's like, do you need, like, my sister's coming over. Do you need time to, like, talk right now? And I was like, and I just sent her a picture of my hair. I was like, how bad is this haircut? She's like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> and she was like, you've had worse. You've had much worse haircuts. And I'm like, that's true. It's like, she helped... She helped me kind of get perspective and realize that, like, this is not the worst my hair has ever looked. <laughs> and hair grows back. And in five years, I won't have any. So check yourself. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Thank you again. All the perspective here is realizing my privilege. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, wow. A lot. A lot's happened in this past year. So nice to yeah. look back. This is where we should just cut to like an, uh, a year in review, kind of like montage, memorial like type thing. Um, if we planned, we could have done that, but yeah. we didn't. We can just have our editor do it, right? I'm sure he's not busy. Yeah, he, he's not busy. He's oh, not yeah. taking on like six projects right now. So like, we'll pause here for like one second. Let us see if they're mean. Let us see if they're nice. Let us scoop up a handful of six-sided dice. Their stories untold. So much to unfold. Just sit down and see and go on an adventure with RNGPC. Hi, Bill. You can talk now. Yeah, Bill's here with us. Do I want to? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is the proper response. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're exactly, what, two minutes in and I already regret coming on? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. LaCroix, don't ever try and sponsor us. Eat a dick. <laughs> there, there's all different types of... All that goddamn wear bacon. <laughs> is but, it even real bacon? This doesn't taste probably, real. Probably not. Shit. You know what? I lost it. It's gone. You um, know what, shit? <laughs> I think it's important. I don't think we see anything here that makes him not have to poop i mean he's still a man right he's not a woman girls are the only ones that don't poop that's right jeez girls don't poop heard it here first <laughs> hashtag girls don't poop you know like er you got some grit to you he's just a dude playing a dude disguised <laughs> as another dude <laughs> i know who i am i'm not gonna kill him he's well then, then convince him to join him. i don't think it'll take much hey timmy do you want to go on an adventure yeah Duh. you got me and timmy we are all about the storytelling and the role-playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host. What the hell's that sound? Oh my god, there's a fire in my building, apparently. <laughs> so you would like me to help stimulate you, is what you said? Fine. I turned to a mouse. Where did he go? Did and I start, I start scurrying up the stairs, but as I am, I'm like, pooping. Just blanket, just good old blanket treason. I like, I'm just attracted okay. to Halfling right now. Sorry, I'm being a bad co-host by not listening to anything that you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the poisonous oh, frogs. Like, the poisonous frogs look more appealing than like the lumpy, not poisonous frogs. That's true. Just like Tide Pods, I think Reinhardt. I don't know, man. I was thinking about this on the toilet today, and uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the visual and understanding where you were when you were giving, giving this deep thought. Pad, pad pals. We're the pad pals over here talking about pads. 
And their multiple and their multi-functional abilities. Yep. Yep. Don't label Ball them. Ball sweat, one. butt sweat. Ball sweat, butt sweat, and what they're actually built for. The Red River. I'm just saying, maybe don't set it up so much as the greatest song in the world. Right off but it is the greatest song, Barry. Listen. So he takes his pack off his, his shoulder and reaches his hand and rolls and pulls out a joint and lights it. He goes, you're harshing me, man. You're harshing me. I'm what? You're not going to be happy about this, but definitely chaotic neutral. I know a lot of our characters are, but this one definitely well, is. Well, no, a lot of our characters are usually chaotic neutral or... Fuck. What the God? I just broke myself. Mechanist? Mechanist? The second half of that this word is anus, word. right? By itself, it is. Okay, so it's mech anus. This character brought to you by your everyone's favorite snack, Tide Pods. Yep. Back on that again. The shatter stick. The shatter stick in some way. Oh god! Now I'm making it like a strap on. I feel like this is. Yeah, this is a sex yeah. robot. We're making a sex oh. robot. We're a mission. We gotta save the planet, Barry. Um, oh, okay. I'm. I'm, I'm a going. colorblind vegan furball. <laughs> wow, that was such a lovely like look back. Remember when you said that thing, man? I laughed. That was so funny. I laughed at that thing. So if you heard nothing and it was just silence, that's because we didn't plan ahead and there was nothing and like, it, <laughs> and like that's fine. But also, like, thanks, Lloyd, for this past year of servitude. <laughs> oh my God, servitude! <laughs> Thank you for your help and assistance yeah. and guidance. We wouldn't be on Twitch without you. Our podcast wouldn't have the production value without you. Uh, it would yeah. probably just be me still talking into the wrong end of my microphone in a very echoey room, but a less, yes. m- a more echoey room than the current one. Yeah, with no 30 seconds of room silence, no. so it would just be, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You the real MVP, um, Lloyd. For real, though. <laughs> We just wanted to hop in here real quick, and again, with it being our one year, thank those who have made it possible for us to have gone this far and become what we are. And mainly, that's you, Impending Duff. So here's to you, Impending Duff, and all all the great, not just patronage you've given us, but infinite wisdom that has been rained down on us like like the nurturing milk from the the teat of a of a of a very just knowledgeable mother to the the wee babes that we are here at RNGPC. For those of you who don't know, Impending Duff is an amazing content creator that has his own Twitch channel where he paints minis and is definitely worth checking out. His community and the growth there and the support of it is amazing. So thank you, Impending Duff. We appreciate you. And we hope that we can continue to grow just like you have. And if you want to help us to achieve that and get your name and content or whatever shouted out here, just go over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash RNGPC. There you can sign up to get shout outs, listen to bonus episodes, or even pull down some of our character sheets and be able to take these random number generated player characters into your D&D world. Okay, so uh, it is my turn this week to build the character, um, and what I'll say is um, I drew, uh, I got kind of excited. 
um, about what I wanted to do this week because I drew inspiration from the same same good old place that your boy always usually seems to find inspiration, uh, Critical Role, which for those that don't know, um, it it Campaign 2 ended this past week, I believe. Um, and I haven't finished the episode because it was a fucking marathon. And I guess when this comes out, it'll be two weeks ago now. So hopefully I have finished it. But um, Campaign 2 wrapped uh, seven hours long, just the last... <laughs> just the last episode but this is something that actually reminded me that i wanted to do for a bit and it's not as i mean i guess it depends how the full character kind of ends up turning out but like the starting point came from critical role but it's not like as okay you're making a face are you upset with this already are you over it no okay no i'm just my face is i don't know how to i don't know what to do when you're just talking because if i just rest my face i look angry yeah so yeah. I'm trying to like not look dumb. I'm trying to not look angry. Wow. So there's a weird. This I is get, where I'm at. I get now why you zone out then because you're focused so much on like ooh what what is the facial expression like ooh, ah, ooh yeah, I'm making sounds to. Do that. What I should do is just close my mouth and raise my eyebrows. That would be a good. Because if I open my oh. mouth and leave it open, I look like I'm dumb. <laughs> but if I close my mouth and just raise my eyebrows, I don't look so mad. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Again, for this audio format, <laughs> um, I, yeah, okay, so I guess I'll just get into it. In the show, there's a character played by the wonderful Sam Regal um, that is a rogue, and in it we come to learn throughout the story, somewhat spoilers if you haven't started Critical Role Campaign 2, that she he's playing a female character and she has a family. And it's really interesting to me because that's not... A, a normal thing in and especially like when i say she has a family like she's a mother so she has a husband and mm. a kid at home and the whole thing of the like as you come to learn about her character there's things she needs to take care of and they kind of get to a point where they take care of those things and then it's like why is she still adventuring with this group and that becomes kind of the like i don't know narratively fun thing they're trying to figure out I was like okay what, do, what does this mean and what do i do and why am i still doing this and like what is my draw to this and to that point, there's, there, there comes a time where her family has to travel with the group. And the um, child in this, I believe, is like, I think he's like five, six. So not, not very old. And this kid dies. <laughs> Just in the campaign? <laughs> yeah. And like, so, but, but like, I don't, I don't want to give away too much more information about that, but it's like a big, it's like a big thing. And like, um, they they have magic to be able to bring it back, but either way, it's like this is like a, a, tra- a traumatizing event and like a thing for this small child to have gone through. And so in my yeah. head, what I instantly thought of is, and I and I know this is the critical role thing, and I like to kind of do something similar like this when I'm DMing. But when you go to revive somebody, there's like a certain spell, and depending how the DM likes to control that spell to bring somebody back. There's usually a DC that has to be made just so there is some weight to it. And it's not just like, oh, yeah, we have gold and we have the or we have diamonds and we can just do it and blah, blah, blah. Now they're just back. Like it adds a little bit more weight to it because there's still that. Yeah. Like, so there's a role. And every time you die, the DC for that role usually gets higher and higher. So for me, in my head, I was like, whoa, what does this mean if that if that kid grows up to be an adventurer now and go out and then Matt's world and system that that death counts, right? <laughs> like that that death counts as one of the things that would increase their DC every time. And this kid's like five or six. <laughs> so, so, um, so I know what you mean, but I think you glossed over an important detail. People might not know what you mean. Okay, you're rolling on the success of the resurrection. Resurrection, correct? correct? Yes, you're rolling on yeah. this. So, like, 
and that's where it's like the wording of the spell i don't think has anything like that in there and it's a it's a it's a dm kind of like rule and i know it's been a thing in critical role because he they they the last campaign they're all so high level they could revive people and bring them back like kind of willy-nilly so he wanted mm-hmm. to put some weight to it to be like you know yeah. this this could happen and i think that's kind of fun not every dm will do that but in, in the inspiration for this character was kind of like ooh, i would love for part of their backstory to be they died at some point and like as a kid <laughs> and like because of an adventurer uh, adventure at some point that they're they're parents were on and they were there with them and had to like i don't know be resurrected and so like that's traumatizing so like that's one of the first things i brought was like this little extra just kind of like tidbit for the background is uh they have died so like has died before yep. i see your yep. intellectual prowess yep there it is has that died you wrote down before um and then the other things again trying to keep in 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 lines of essentially i want to try and create this child like character um that is the the child of death in in the critical role campaign pain um but not like exactly like oh we're playing Veth's kid it's like no this is like the same kind of vein of it but to that point i am taking the same race um from that which is halfling and then i'm assuming the class this kid would want to be is mirrored after his mother which was rogue um i kind of have an idea of what subclass but i think depending on what we roll it might be um something that we can choose between because there's a few different rogue subclasses plus i don't know when's the last time we made a rogue was it the mailman what was it the mailman i think it, i think it was uh damn i think it's the last rogue we made i don't think we've made a bunch of that, rogues. Ca- that character sheet was requested by us oh, so good i one. looked and that's up that's episode 14 so that was a long time ago if that was the last rogue we made that's a that's a good that's a good good character um what's his name why can't i remember his name biggins nicholas biggins, nicholas biggins. yes the, the wannabe porn star no <laughs> no he wasn't that was, i just tried so hard that whole episode to make him that um you tried so hard to shit all over the memory of whoever plays bilbo <laughs> i like how you can't even remember his name why you're trying to make fun of me for shitting on his memory <laughs> um and then the last thing i brought was i was trying to find a background that kind of fit for this um and i landed on at uh aspirant aspirant how does this pronounce? Hang on. Asparent. I think. I think it's aspirant. Either way. Um, essentially, here's. It's not, a, it's not aspirant. The word aspire is not there. So those. I put it's like aspire to be is what I kind of. I know. I know what it means. Do you? But it's not aspirant. I know that. Do you? I think it's aspirant. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Do you know? Do you know? Anyways, so what that says is growing up. We've all heard or read legends of selfless heroes and dastardly villains. These stories stick with us our entire lives and tend to inspire us in one way or another. But you, you've taken it to a step beyond. Whether you call it passion or obsession, the hero of these legends has influenced every facet of your life, down to the very decisions you make. Some aspirants become... (laughs) That one word again just threw me off. Uh, Become traveling storytellers, spreading the tales of their idol across the world. Others follow in the footsteps of their idol, using him or her as an inspiration to aspire to. A small few, however, have become so enveloped in these legends that they've become completely delusional, believing themselves to be the very idol from these stories. 
So the main thing is like so what, so what you're so what you're saying is that you're we're creating someone whose fetish is um, heroes, <laughs> a specific one, a very specific hero. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. Fetish makes it weird because the hero I want it to be is his mother. Does it? Don't fetish Shane. This is my turn to make what you're talking about a fetish, and this is almost verbatim the definition <laughs> of a fetish. I feel like the def- we've been over this in past episodes. I feel like it's almost usually tied to something sexual isn't it you, you don't think maybe this person goes out into the world and they only sleep with superhero or not superheroes <laughs> but only sleep with adventurers i mean okay okay first of all yes that you we could we could go that way but this background inherently does not scream this is a fetish like no it could be it does any background i will try challenge you if you want to start this then i will from here on out say any background that is brought we could say is in some way could be a fetish but this one has the word obsession in it so it influences every facet of your life down to the very decisions you make who to sleep with is a decision (laughs) Yep, yep, I guess you're not wrong. Okay, fine. Are you happy? You win. This is a fetish character. Is that what yes. you wanted? Are you excited now? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I figured the, the person that they would be aspiring to be and the hero from these stories, because again, in Critical Role, every time Veth comes back, she tells him stories about where she went and she always has something she what, gives him. What's the character's name? Veth. With a T-H? V-E-T-H. Beth. Okay. I thought there was a Vex. Oh, is there a Vax, Vax, Vex? That's Beth? the first campaign. There's twin half-elves that are named Vax and Vex. And then Sam's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do that again but throw a TH at the end of it. So, Well, okay. So if we want to really get into this, anyone that doesn't want any spoilers of campaign two, we can because I know you don't care, Nate. But um, maybe skip ahead. <laughs> In this, the character starts as a goblin named Not. And then through the story, we learned that they actually haven't always been a goblin. They've been cursed and turned into a goblin when they were taken hostage by a goblin tribe. They were drowned and resurrected as a goblin. So they're trying to get back to their halfling body, who is Veth. And then, yes, to that point, Sam did do that. But what's great about this character is, again, spoiler now for campaign one, the very last episode of that, Sam is trying his hardest to save Vax's life. Because Vax has made a deal or died and the Death God allowed them to come back just to finish this one mission. But once they were done, that would be it. They would have to be the, the um, like, soul, like, uh, uh, person that brings, like, it was for the Raven Queen. Became a paladin and, like, the, um, what's it called? The, not ward, but, like, I don't know. Sure. Main person for the, the Raven Queen. And so they knew at the end of this fight... Win or lose, Vax was going to have to die and, and go on to the other side. So the whole time the character Sam was playing at the time, um, oh, my God, um, Scanlan. Oh, man, woof. That was <laughs> – I started sweating there. Couldn't, anyways, um, was trying to save his highest level spell to be able to cast Wish and save Vax's life and be able to wish for him to not have to complete this deal. Um However, at the very last second when they're fighting Vecna, Vecna's about to teleport away as they're about to strike the like final thing to like tether him to this material plane and kill him. And in order to stop him, the only spell slot that Sam has left is his highest one in order to counter spell. And so I remember that. And so but so in that moment, like it was a it's a really powerful moment to watch because like 
no one knows that's what Sam's doing, but Sam like looks over at Liam, who's playing the character, and just says, "I'm I'm sorry," and it's like, "What? What do you? What do you mean?" <laughs> and like they mouth to each other. There's a whole silent conversation they have that's just heart wrenching because it's in that moment Liam like realizes what Sam was trying to do for his character, and he just starts crying. Like it's so, oh, it's so good. Um, but. Anyways, so coming into this campaign, the reason I'd give you that backstory is from the very beginning, Sam's character is a motherly figure to Liam's. He's like, I'm here to protect him. I'm here to like take care of him and make sure he is okay and all of this stuff. And so the naming convention that you picked up on, I think, is very intentional from Sam. It is supposed to be a reference to Vex and Vax and the, okay. what he was trying to do. I know that's way more backstory than you wanted, but I enjoyed yep. going into it. <laughs> Hopefully everyone took my advice that I did not speak out loud but said in my head and skips at least 10 minutes ahead because <laughs> I knew it would take fucking forever. Um, because I want to give the, all the context of it. I'm sorry. Like, jeez. But the response to that should have been, yes, that's what he did. And I would have been like, sweet. <laughs> Watch Critical Role. It's great. It's a good time for I'm not going to watch Critical Role. You know when I'm going to watch Critical Role? When they come out with 30-minute, two-hour-long episodes that pinpoint the so, important details in the, in the series that they're releasing. So you mean the end of That's this, when I'm going to watch Critical Role. You mean the end of this year? Because sure. the animated yep. I'll series... Watch, I'll watch the fuck out of that. The animated series is coming to Amazon Prime later this year. Also, they have Critical Role recaps that come out every week um, about episode two that are just little animated things that are not even 30 minutes. They're like five, ten minutes. But cool. anyways... Not watching those. <laughs> anyways, what were we... Why did we go on this tangent? You did this. You fucking did it because you have no self-control. I have none, especially when it comes to critical role. Um, but anyways, yes, Aspirant. So I want to build this childlike character that is inspiring to be like his mother, who was this great adventurer, this rogue person out there. And so the person they're obsessed with becoming like is is a parent-like figure that I think, I mean, depending on... Is it on very the- obvious? What do you mean? Well, you said it was a parent. Woof. <laughs> Yes, that was good. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. (laughs) Uh, Wow. That was good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. But I think that's it. That's all I brought. (laughs) Now now that we're a half hour into me explaining what what I want this to be. Um, Yeah. So I think we're good to start rolling. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, yeah, I guess we are. I'm just saying, what is this feature? Considering how often their idol's legacy is on their mind, aspirants are always uh, trying to find connections between their blah, 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 blah. Roll a d10. If you roll a 9 to 10, your current situation bears an uncanny resemblance to one of your idols was in. It means you're completely up to the discretion DM. You may... Okay, no, this is dumb. That's a very specific yeah. thing, just like the stories feature. I don't think you need to use anything like that. It's, it's kind of interesting, but shmeh. Um So the first thing I want to roll on is the personality trait. Do you want to do that, good okay. sir? It's a d8. Sure. I can roll that. I haven't, I haven't read any this. of these, so I have no no real... Okay. Um, what do I want? Whatever. I take too long to decide, so I'm not deciding. <laughs> I rolled a two. Two. I try to make connections between my idle situation and my own. Noise. Noise. That'll be, that'll be useful. Um, all right. Next, I'm going to roll the ideal, which is a d6. Burr, I rolled a three. Woof. Oh, no. This takes us in a completely different direction than what I was thinking. The ideal is villain. My idol spread terror throughout the land and hurt many innocent people. 
Yep, that's not critical role nice at all. You know what? We'll make it work. That all of that lovey dovey bullshit you went spent talking about for fifteen minutes. There's a way to make this work. There's a way to always make the dice rolls work. I'm my, my brain thoughts are going. Okay, roll bond. All right. Roll to three. Um, I am more than just a fan of my idol. I have become them. Woof. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, last one is the flaw, which I will roll. I'm not rolling that dice again because it fucked me last time. I rolled a five, which is I struggle making decisions not based on my idol's previous choices. I feel like we've made a total of three rogues now, right? This will be our third one. I'm trying to think because we have Sir and we have Nicholas Biggins. Was there another rogue type that we made? I don't I don't know. I know I made in our Patreon episode um, one at one point that I don't want to go into. Oh, no. I guess that episode came out. and we used What was Santa? A bard? He was a bard. Okay. Calvin Kringle. He was a bard. Yeah. Um, I made you as a rogue, technically, as the rogue for a bog. Uh, swashbuckler. That's right. Um, but... I, mean, I was just going to say, this is a, it seems like another rogue that's going to be a villain type. <laughs> and you were all like, there was this heart-wrenching moment and critical role and blah, Again, blah, blah. And everything's so lovey and we love each other and it's like evil. One, you can evil, love can be evil sometimes. Love, I mean, it can hurt. <laughs> um, okay, roll, roll the stats. Let's, let's get to the stats. The only thing that can make this worse for you. Is if we roll all all really good stats. Give me just nothing to go on. So I rolled a six, a five, a two, and a two. Jesus, so thirteen. So thirteen. Thirteen strength, which is not. I mean, it's fine. Uh, Dex, which this matters more for a rogue. Jesus. Rolled a six, a five, and a four, four. So that's a nice fifteen Dex, which again I'm fine with that one being high. Constitution. I dropped one of the dice. I got to re-roll. I rolled a six, a four, a three, and a one, so thirteen. I would like why why do we always get sixes? Like statistically, we should also get as many ones as we get sixes, right? Yeah, statistically. And I think. we don't. I mean, I granted, I know we take out the lower numbers, so maybe we don't focus on that as much. So maybe that's where the statistics statistics get skewed. But like, okay, all right, okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Ooh, baby, what is this one? We got a dumb boy. Intelligence. I rolled a four, a two, a two, and a one. We got an eight. We got an eighter. I think the the RN, I think RN Jesus just knows that you're the best at playing dumb boys. So we we seem to always shit the bed on intelligence. Like, yeah, we come out rolling hot, boys. and you're all pissed off, and then... All right, wisdom. I rolled a six, a four, a three, and a two. It's another 13. Okay, okay. So he's he's good at reading people and being aware of a situation. Uh, last one is Chorizma. We have three 13s. Oh, not very charismatic either. I got a four, two, one, one. That's worse. Oh, that's a seven. Seven charisma. Yikes. I rolled a 14 because I rolled for fun. Why? Don't roll for fun. Get out of here. I like rolling dice. That's another good roll. Stop. Stop rolling your dice. That's... No. My dice love me. Ooh. 
No, that's still a good roll. So say there's two ones in here, but the other two things were fives. <laughs> Eleven. Um, okay, okay. Um, well, I don't roll less than ten, baby. Really? That, I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay, what do I got? We're just doing random rolls now. Welcome to the Random Rolling Podcast, where we roll. I rolled a four, a three, a two, and a two. It's a nine. Maybe I, ooh, maybe I'm just in that good zone. Out of only, okay, we need to stop. We're not. What are we? Okay, that's a ten. Stop. Stop rolling. We're, st- we're done. I rolled a six, a five, a five, and a four. You have sixteen, baby. You have loaded dice, and no one's happy about it. No one enjoys it, and people are mad. They're rioting in the streets. Okay. So I've, since we're here, I have a question for you. Mm, where is here? Yes. Yes or no is your is your answer. Do you think I will roll a twenty within five rolls? 20 as in like the on a d20 oh within I'm five more roll five times jesus will i get a natural 20 I, i'm gonna say no okay let's do it that's a seven that's one why are we doing this that's a that's a five that's two we're just feeding into your loot high that's a two that's three that's a 13 that's four okay we went up we went up just that's not how it works <laughs> Oh, it's a twelve. I didn't do it. Yeah, god Statist- damn it. Statistically, this game, like it was, wasn't really even a choice. <laughs> um, okay, since we've taken our nice little rolling intermission, do you want to talk about a recap? Yeah. Hey, hey, stop playing with that. No, hey, no, done. I did it. Leave that. It wasn't within five. I, I won a thousand dollars from you. I know. I still wanted to do it though. <laughs> okay. I was going to do it the whole until I did it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, do you want to recap real quick? Sure. Um, so, Jake brought the background of Aspirant, the class of Rogue, the race of Halfling, and an extra that this character has died before. Diggity died. There's a 20-minute explanation as to why he chose that, if you'd like to go back <laughs> into the episode and listen to I that. why I chose it. It was just one of those things where like, you asked a question that led me on then, a tangent. <laughs> Then we rolled um, on the background of Aspirant, and we got the personality trait of I try to make connections between my idol situation and my own. Ideal. Villain. (laughs) My idol spread terror throughout the land and hurt many innocent people. Evil! Bond. (laughs) I am more than just a fan of my idol. I have become them. Oh, it even says right here, I don't think you saw this, Jake. I wear their skin as a jacket. No, no, it doesn't. That's your stop up. <laughs> Flaw. I struggle making decisions not based on my idol's previous choices. Which is why Jake is now in a thruple. Because Taka Rafiki is apparently in one as well. I mean, why would you not want to be in a thruple <laughs> with the two other people he's in a thruple with? Also, I will always say this. I want to be Taika Waititi when I grow up. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm teasing you. Um, I'll stop those stats, world <laughs> stats, strength, 13, dex of 15, con of 13, intelligence of eight, wisdom of 13, charisma of seven. Yikes. You know what? What'd you highlight? This everything. This all of this. This is magic. All of it's great. I love it. This is going to be so good. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> ready? I had a laugh. You deleted it. Okay. You ready to start? Are you deleting it? No, I'm scared. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm stretching, getting my, my creative juices flowing, doing some shoulder things over here. That feel like I'm trying to get ready for the single lady stance. Um, okay, okay. Um, 
Okay, where do you want to start? So the one thing I will say, again, I brought in this from the place of inspiration of Critical Role. This is not actually Veth Bernardo's son, Luke Bernardo. This is just where it started. I liked the idea that there was a child that saw their parent actively out there doing adventuring and shit. So, okay. From that place, sure. what we could all... Sure. Okay. You good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, what we could also say is, if we wanted it to be someone like they were out there being a hero, the stories that their child heard back, they could maybe think that like, wow, mom was out there doing all this stuff and like just taking over and just owning all of this and being awesome. And, like, and that's like, and they could, again, it could be skewed through that lens of like, Oh, what they did was like they took what was theirs and they they made it their own, which technically would put you on the evil alignment, right? Like you could be evil neutral if you're just yeah. constantly looking out for yourself. Again, if because I'm trying to think of it like <laughs> if you're putting your family first and nothing else matters, and you will burn down a whole village if it would mean saving your family, that's evil. <laughs> like yeah, so that's that's the I feel like the elephant in the room, the villain in the room is that this person like. I think more so what that means is the spread terror throughout the land and hurt many innocent people would just mean they're willing to do whatever it takes for their family. Like, okay. And, and, and that type of, of sense. And I think that kind of fits with like a rogue type background. So like, let's go there. So the next thing I wanted to figure out was like what rogue subclass they are. And the one I was originally thinking, I think will go well with the stats we rolled. Um, and I think can I, I ask one question since, since you took a breath. You can interrupt me at any point. I come from a family of seven siblings. I'm used to being cut off. It's the only way I will stop talking. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just on a teasing you tangent. That's but I'll, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll reel it back. I'll reel it back. No, no. Um, I do have a quick question. Yes or no? Because it popped into my head and I won't be able to think about it until I get the, get the answer. Uh-huh. Was Joe Mangello present in the moment that you described earlier with the wish spell? Correct. He was. I know he was there for Vecna. Yes. Also, he was there during that moment. He was probably sitting there twiddling his thumbs like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it may have even been his turn, honestly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, it's like, are we still playing d and I don't know what's, 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 what's going on. <laughs> yes. He, he probably knew. But anyway. Yes, he was there. And I, my favorite thing that I've now realized that you like to do is you prompted me like, this is a yes or no answer. No other bullshit. <laughs> just, just yes or no. Was he there? <laughs> cool. Great. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyways so to the subclass that i was thinking i was thinking rogue thief um okay because in one of the last and, and, and that okay this is where it's going to be that hard line of like okay i'm drawing this inspiration because critical role and little things that happen with this or that but also being like it's not that character it's just inspiration from it um but in the last like kind of little thing that kind of happened with like Luke Bernardo and the thing that Veth and not kind of had throughout the whole thing is they would always steal shiny shit. They would always like just having like, whether it was like buttons shine, became shine. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of like Grunter. Um, so I think just that, that like as a kid, they just started stealing stuff and they have like this crossbow. They like to do stuff from range, blah, blah, whatever. Um, so I think the rogue thief uh, just kind of says you hone your skills in the larceny arts, burglary bandits, uh, Cut purses and other criminal, oh, and other criminals typically follow this archetype, but so do rogues who prefer to think of themselves as professional treasure seekers, explorers, delvers, and investigators. So, again, with that idea of spreading terror, like it could just be, I don't know, because I don't—they don't necessarily need to be an assassin. Oh, yeah, we're just going with. Maybe thief. I should look and give my input. Oh, you like thief? 
I, well, just because I just want to make a decision. I'm, I'm looking at Phantom. If you want to look at some other ones. What is Phantom from? Oh, this is from Tasha's. Okay, wait. Let me look at Phantom real quick. Many rogues walk a fine line between life and death. Ooh. After risking their own lives and taking the lives of others, while adventuring on that line, some rogues discover a mystical connection to death itself. Ooh, what if this ties to the fact that they died before and they slowly start realizing shit, like as a kid, that they start then just using? These rogues okay. take knowledge from the dead and become immersed in negative energy, energy eventually becoming like ghosts. Thieves' guilds value them as highly effective information gatherers and spies. Interesting. Whispers of the Dead. When you choose this archetype, third level echoes, those who have died cling to you. Whenever you finish a short or long rest, you can gain one skill or tool proficiency of your choice. That's interesting. Ghostly Presence shares a knowledge with you. You lose the proficiency. Okay, so that's not anything too crazy. It depends how much your DM is going to put emphasis on uh, tools, tools and, and skill proficiencies. It just means you don't have to have like proficiency in uh, thieves' tools as a thing if you want it like i mean you probably would but like you could also just gain it after short rest whales from the grave yeah. as you nudge someone closer to the grave you can channel the power of death to harm someone else as well immediately after you deal a sneak attack damage to a creature on your turn you can target a second creature that you can see within 30 feet of this creature roll half the number of sneak attack dice wow yeah this is all um Free. battle combat stuff yeah but, uh, it's uh yeah i don't know if i like it as as much as far as like narr- it's kind of interesting the idea of again like this could tie into that they died right and so like again they just start hearing voices and ghost stuff and as a kid you just imagine like oh it's imaginary friends and they're just here and this is cool or whatever um what are your thoughts i know you said you looked at it and i've been talking a lot um i think it's interesting i like the idea of like not having to really care about what your proficiencies are because like if all of a sudden if you're if you know your groups because you're spending a couple days in the woods you take a short rest non-proficient in nature booyah that's bitch not, that's not exactly like <laughs> that's not how that works it's, it's i think it was that's what it says tool proficiencies skill one skill or tool proficiency oh is it skill skill yeah oh yeah so i mean from a playing standpoint min maxing that's kind of dope I thought it was just yeah. tool proficiencies, which is like, okay, cool. Now I can use vehicles or brewing nope. equipment or gaming set. But, like, the skill thing. It's or. So you could be, like, I'm proficient now in persuasion or I'm proficient now in acrobatics or, to your point, like, nature checks or, like, uh, perception. Like, yeah, that. Yeah. That's so that's cool from a, pl- a game-playing standpoint. I like the darkness of all of these things. Like, what you can do in combat's pretty sweet. But. You know what? Yeah. I don't know. I think this works. Like if you if you wanted to do something from Tasha, something more new, I think it works um, because they have died before. So it's like, you know what? That's they're what we're struggling with this. Okay, we're doing it. We're doing Rogue Phantom. Yep. Okay. Because what what I'll also say with this is because I, I and, and the one thing I do want to it's, again, this is not exactly Veth, and this is not. But but I like the idea of taking that. No, their their parent was an adventuring like hero type. They just started to see them as a villain. They and they assumed comparatively to everyone else, right? Again, it wasn't that they're like, oh, they're out there with this grand master plan, and they were actually causing like this harm. The way this character started to view it was that they were doing that. Yeah. Because I think what is interesting is that's a fun DM hook to kind of play with. That eventually, when the because I want the family to still be alive when that does start happening, being like, this is not. What are you doing? 
no, like that is not what I did. That is not what I had going on. Like, I think that's a fun dynamic to kind of play with for the character to realize that their interpretation of all this was skewed. So yeah, with Rogue Phantom. And it could, it could, it could be an influence from the Phantoms, right? Exactly. Like it could yes. be an outside influence that's ex- fucking with that's them. That's exactly where I was going to go and say is the fact that they died. It started being like this thing of, the, it, it started, they, they put less value now on life, right? Because these ghosts that are talking to them, they don't see it as this thing of like, oh, I'm killing somebody. They're just like, oh no, I'm just adding them to my friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's just like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, no, they're there. And like that, I think that's kind of ooh, it could even be like a Walter White thing, right? After they kill somebody, they, they pick up on the little intricacies or idiosyncrasies that they did. <laughs> yeah. Some of those some of those are a little far-fetched, but yes. No, uh, dude, that's why he puts down the towel in front of the toilet when he throws up. Something he never saw Gus do. <laughs> I knew that would trick In the entire you. fucking I series. I know that would trick you. <laughs> um, have we ever gotten into I like it. I like it. And if if... If that was deliberate by Vince Gilligan, it's really cool from like a viewer standpoint, mm-hmm. but you can't logically say that that's why Walter's doing it. I think it's a fun thing that as a writer, <laughs> mm-hmm. he might have done, mm-hmm. but it's not something Walter White's like, oh, I, you know what? I feel like Gus would have cared about the knees of his pants, <laughs> and now that he's dead, I'm going to care about that. <laughs> have we... <laughs> We've been going for a year now. Have we gotten into your love and obsession of Breaking Bad? I feel, I don't know if we've ever really... No, because New Girl typically trickles in. Mm, that's true. That's true. Um, th- those are my two personalities, Breaking Bad and New Girl. <laughs> Such a spectrum. Um, but okay, yeah, so I, I, I like that aspect of the, these phantoms and this rogueness that like is influencing him to be a little bit more evil when it comes to like what they the stories they hear are now through this tinted lens of like, oh, when she was out there, you know, like fighting... I don't know the uh, like this war or whatever like or like in the war and trying to prevent it from happening. She was just doing what was needed to stop the war to save like the family. So it's all about my family. It's all about that. So like I guess the one thing. Let's see what else we have. Um, I try to make connections between my idol situations and my own. I don't know if that's really anything that's going to help with like a backstory type thing. I think that's more of like how they interact in the moment. Is it right? Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. Sorry, I'm trying to type quietly. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. Um, Keyboard. The Bond. I am more than just a fan of my idol. I've become them. So I think that... I think that, again, like... I'm trying to think how that kind of plays in into this. Maybe it's just they're out there looking for, like... <laughs> so one of the things... like, And, and again, maybe maybe... This is where I'll leave it up to the player. So I, I don't know if we usually do this as much, but, like have specific things that you know your mom did right have specific like so like again from the critical role example that we're pulling from they fought uh they saved a town from Knowles at one point so you are actively looking for Knowles to fight doesn't have to be that it could be that like oh yeah my mom found this whole dragon horde and took out this like dragon and all this like i need to find a dragon i need to do and like have like three or four things because again it's like the the idea of who your adventuring parent was i don't want to get too into that i'll leave that open to the player right because usually sometimes i'll go into that but like i I think it could be both parents even maybe it's both but i think at least one of them you're obsessed with i like the idea of it being the mother um because again that's more of like a not as normal type thing i feel like most situations like oh yeah of course the dad was the breadwinner and went out adventuring and i like that that's flipped um so I think I think I'll leave that up to the player, right? I don't want to go into like the specific events they're trying to find, but like 
probably like in the role-playing moments, I will have something that I'm trying to actively find so that I can throw myself into that danger and get out of it the same yeah. way mom did because like, yeah, it's gotta, I gotta do it. Um, and then the flaw, I struggle making decisions not based on my idol's previous choices. I think that's just in, indecisiveness. I think the whole thing is they're, they're bad at making decisions. And that's because unless there's a, a very clear through line that their parent did or told them about yeah. one of their stories, it's just kind of like, ah, I, um, I, I guess, I guess that could be a thing. And I mean, I think that's more so. It's like, hey, friend, can you send a message for me? Yeah, sure. Who do you want to send it to? My mom. Why? Ask them what they would do right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that could be interesting. And, and I guess I know what your response is going to be, but I'm going to ask this question either way. Okay. How in-depth do you think we should get with certain aspects of what their parent did? Uh, didn't, we, didn't we just say the players should decide? Sure, for the adventures. I, I, I don't want to get too into that. But I'm, with this struggle to make like life decisions, so like one of the things, again, is like, what if their parent was like an alcoholic? Or like, oh, okay, they have like these little things that they, they do, right? Or they, they um, I'm trying to think, like they, they, they never talk about friends or stuff like that, so I shouldn't have friends. Like, I'm just trying to think, like, do we just leave that complete backstory mother character open to the player? I think that's so is this, is this, is this a is this a flaw from the parent? It, it could be. Because the two things you brought up are mostly flaws. I, it doesn't have to be a flaw. I guess the first place I went to was flaws. It could be that even though, like, Oh, they were released in... That's also a flaw. What's a non, <laughs> non-flaw-based non personality trait? Let's see. What two people from that have parent trauma can think of that's not, <laughs> not negative that a parent could instill on their child? <laughs> um, financially responsible. Happiness? No, no. They're financially responsible. Finances? They're, no, I didn't. I didn't get that. Um, okay, but well, we don't um, have to have had it. But that's something that you could get passed <laughs> down, right? It's something they're like, oh, that's also. I mean, I know someone right now who's financially responsible, and I think that's a flaw for how that person <laughs> handles it. Um, so no, not that one. Um, love, no. Um, meaning, meaningful relationships, ah, no, it's too too good. Uh, <laughs> but do you get do you get what I'm saying? Is like I'm just being dramatic. I know, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like because again, um, I. My fear is if we're like, oh, yeah, I'll leave leave all of the, the parent, like, you know, idle stuff of how they want it to be either up to the DM or the player. I do, if, the, if their whole thing is they're trying to be like that person and we're not coming up with it, then we have we didn't. We didn't what was the character? Yeah, we're doing we're doing a disservice. No, I agree. And I think we can we can make a decision here that we like and hopefully it inspires maybe a different decision from whoever might like this character. Sure. Um, but I just need to get on the same page as you. because I still think we're a little. Okay. Not aligned right now. So we're trying to figure out a personality trait or something well, from the parents so, that this yeah. player, that this character is trying to uh, recreate within themselves. Essentially, because again, like it, it feels like this person doesn't know. Who, so the main thing that I think we know so far about this character is this character doesn't know who they are because they spend their whole time trying to emulate their mother. Yeah. Which is some real Bates Motel vibes, like Psycho. Real Oedipal, Oedipusial. Yep. Yeah, which that's I, a fake. That's a that's a made up word. Adipicial. <laughs> Ooh, maybe that's his name. Adipicial. Adip- oh my god. Adipicial, go make your bed. Why is that? Ooh, stop trying to have sex with me. <laughs> I don't like it. Put those sword. Get those swords away from your eyes. <laughs> I don't know why this is how I sound, but it is. <laughs> But um, gross. We went there. We went there. We, oh, we did. Um, but yeah. So it's. I think that's mainly their thing. Is like they they haven't really 
discovered who they are because they're constantly trying to put on this facade of who they thought their mother and adventuring hero was, which has unfortunately yeah. led them to being a villain because the ghost that talked to them. Yeah, maybe like maybe. Ooh, you know what? I don't know. This might be a stretch, but what if Let's do it. the ghost that's talking to them caused the child to view the good and the adventuring that their parent was doing as um, taught them to resent it? Like, you know, your mom would be around more if she cared about you more and not all these people that she's trying to help. And then now this character's going out and trying to do kind of the opposite out of resentment and jealousy that their mom was absent for most of their life because they were out taking care of other people and they should have been home taking care of them. Them. Yeah. I, I like that as an as a, as a uh, like motivation and character backstory. My only thing is I feel like it goes against a lot of the things we rolled. Okay. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it goes against... So we've got this ideal, which is the evil one, which yeah. goes against kind of the other two, or the other three, I mean. I mean, but that's like the heaviest one. You know what I'm saying? Well, so I mean, the, the, the only thing is, if, they, if they're doing it out of resentment, trying to undo what their what their parent did, um, it, it doesn't really go with the idea of I am more than just a fan of my idol. I've become them. It goes against the I try to make connections between. I guess no, the, the personality trait it could fit with, right? I try to make connections between my idol situation and my own because they want to put themselves in those situations to undo. Yeah what she, what she did to help like you saved a whole town i burned down a whole town yeah yin and yang yep um <laughs> but then even the idea of like the flaw like i struggle and again I, I know these are things you just roll on but like i like to try and keep them as like these are what are true and we're building around them um the, uh, the i struggle to make decisions not based on my idol's previous choices um I guess could be because again they're trying to put themselves in those specific situations. I just feel like if if they're avidly going out there, it's less of a fan dumb. Like I, I almost want them to. I want like there to be to build towards a conflict of some sort that when eventually you do get reunited with your family or you see them again or go back to them or your family hears about what you're doing, there's there's a rift, and in in your viewpoint as this person that has been going out trying to do all this stuff your idol and person you look up to is telling you you're doing it wrong. You're not. Yeah. And so like, I feel like if they're ad- avidly going out there trying to be the yin to the yang, they know that already. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I like it as an idea and I think there's a way we could have gotten there with different roles, but I just don't think it necessarily fits as much as someone that thinks they're doing good. But I guess so. Ma- but how do you? I, I just how do you think you're doing good and end up doing bad? Like that's so, the thing I struggle with. Fair. Like, and that's that's kind of where I was going to go with this next question. In in the scenario for their parent, their parent was doing everything to help and get back to them as a child. So they saw it as like again, if they had to burn down a village to save them, they would. So I think what we're missing here is what is their version of that. What is their what's thing? The, what's this character's version of burning down a village to be with their family? Yes. What is their family even, right? Is it just, it's not the parents again. Do they have their, ooh, ooh. What if it's this? What if they literally are mirroring it so much that they went out, found somebody to have a kid with, has a kid, and has now their own family that they've created over here as well, and then left them? <laughs> they made the family just so they could leave them and go out and save the world to help protect them. That's dirty. It's very dirty. But that's gross. But it fits with this idea of um, 
I am more than just a fan of my idol. I have become them. I went out. I made a family. I have child. I leave child to go do these things. <laughs> and like with their motivation being that they are trying to emulate so, so to a T this person or their, their, their parent that like it's the wrong reasons. That's what makes it all evil now is because before when their mother did it, it was necessary because, you know, if something actually caused them to be in that situation she didn't want to be but when put in it had to had to be and had to be stronger and had to be this this person this character's arc is going to end up being committed (laughs) that's where this that's where that's how this character ends i think no i I, what i would think would be a good thing is maybe for some reason they're distant from their parent and they haven't seen them in a very long time and i would like to think that maybe their family like their their now new family reached out to them and they're avidly trying to find them and stop them from doing all of this stuff in the world. And when they have that, gotcha. that moment of like, something's wrong with, you know, your son, I don't know. He's out there doing like, they would have to fight their parent then. Right. Cause imagine, yeah. imagine that moment of being like, no, everything I've been doing is for you. It's because I want to be like you. And she's like, this is not why I did any of this, honey. Like this you're you've become yeah. what I tried to fight against. You need to stop. <laughs> and like, that that would be that crux moment of like woof. And now I'm gonna have you committed <laughs> and in the asylum. But and committed. But that's where again, maybe maybe this character is is the actual villain of a campaign, right? Like maybe there's like there maybe they have one thing that uh, like if you're the DM, if you're taking this as an NPC as a DM, and you want a villain to have a backstory, whatever their plot is, their plot can be as I don't know. Uh, to release lava into a whole town just so they can be the one to survive and make it out because their mom had to do it at the base of Mount Vesuvius at some point. So they want to do that same thing. So that's their whole big plan. It makes no goddamn sense to anybody in the campaign until you realize, oh, wait, they're just trying to set up a scenario so they can do the same thing their mom did? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) And so, like, in that, if you slowly learn that this ruler or person that is building this town has all this backstory, that could be one of the avenues to go to. But it almost becomes like, I don't know if you, if your venturing group would care <laughs> or ever get into it. And that's where it's like, maybe you yeah. don't have to. But this is a character that you can justify having a crazy, big brain schemed, whole villainous thing they're trying to do and think they're doing it for the right reason. <laughs> like, Yeah, and the right reason is being to emulate their parent. Yep. So, yeah, I like that. So I was going to say that I, I was struggling with connecting some of these things because, like, you know, I see the word terror throughout the land and hurt many innocent people. It's just, like, blatant, like, just d- doing bad to do bad. You know, yeah. bad to the bone. Mm-hmm. But it could just literally be something simple. Like, if a beggar asks you for money, you're like, my mom never gave away money. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Just walking away from someone who you could have helped to not starve to death that night. Yeah. You know? So it's just little shit like that would cause this person to be doing evil things, but they're just like, no, I'm on a very specific path yeah, and I'm not straying from it. And that would make, you know, I'm comfortable in that space with the things that we have, the yeah. well, characteristics and, that we have. And even to, to, to your point about like that situation with the beggar, it could be that like the story they heard from their mother was about this big grand fight. So, you know, between the, like, I don't know, like in some way, but she didn't get into the minutia of why she was fighting against whomever she was fighting against so to this person they just saw them as oh they were just in the way they're just someone that was in the way and so my mom had to kill them so like that's that's enough that's enough reason to kill somebody if they're in the way (laughs) like yeah (laughs) and like because of course if you're explaining you know stories to a 
under 10 year old kid you're not going to get into the politics of the situation of why you were trying to help liberate a city it was just yeah i went in there and i killed all the guards <laughs> you know <laughs> guards are in the way and like and it's like oh okay cool so we can just kill guards great you do it <laughs> like, just read them the grim tales without any of the message yep <laughs> so okay cool so that's where it's like one this character i think if you want to be a playable version of them come up with specific things that your your parent did um wh- wh- where do you land on them having their own family as well that they've created <laughs> sure fuck it like i said i think that makes them totally insane but but that's, but, that's uh, the evil. i like it that's the e- like because they could even see themselves and their father as the innocent people right yeah. that they're like no i bought into it I, I i don't i'm not saying no i just think it makes them psychotic and not <laughs> redeemable <laughs> everyone like like i th- i I think when they meet their, I think when they meet their mom, and their mom's like, "No, I didn't do this for those reasons." Like, what the hell's the matter with you? That's when they be, get DID, and they disassociate, mm-hmm. and they go completely off the wall, and end up in a straitjacket. Well, so I'm saying, like, as a DM, I would love to build this villain as someone that's like, "Yeah, here's a way you can beat them if you find their mom." You find their mom, bring their mom into the room, and how you find the mom is you have to find the family that they have that is probably maybe somewhere in this city or in another city, and like that's the only way to get close to them. You bring the mom in and like cause them to have a psychotic break. <laughs> and then the, as you're fighting the big bad guy, they fall on their knees and they just go, Martha. <laughs> Why'd, you Why'd you say their yeah. name? Why'd you say their name? What does that name mean to you? Save Martha. Yikes. Have we talked about this here before? I feel like we've made 47 episodes, so I feel like we have. But I'm going to say it again. The most upsetting thing about that connection in Superman Dawn of uh, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice is that it's actually an interesting narrative thread that could have been cool to be played with, and they just fucked it up. Because <laughs> there is something there in the fact that two of the largest superhero well-known icons in all of the world have the same mother's first name. Yeah, and instead of building to it in a way that made sense or like pulled on a hard string, threw it in there. Just, pfft, well, pfft, there it is. No fart yep. noise. <laughs> like, guys, we we've, we've written ourselves into a corner. How should we fix this? Wait a minute. Their moms have the same name. <gasps> Dope. Put it in. Should we add anything like to it in the beginning that really like helps you connect and make sense all the whole no, way through? No, no, we don't have time. No, we're we're, we're we're already almost done with the script. We're on a tight deadline. Just th- <laughs> throw it in there. Ugh. Ugh. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, you can build to a Martha moment here. <laughs> yep. Cla- Hopefully a little better the with the improv Mar- and the DM. The classic Martha moment. Um, the M&M moment. <laughs> but, okay, cool. You really th- But, see, I don't know if it makes them completely unredeemable. I think what it could do as a player mm. character, because it is fucked up. It's the, it's the idea of being a, a um, um, what's it called? Mm. There's a name for the type I of think. parent that goes out for a pack of cigarettes and never comes back. What is that? Yeah, um dad i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> my dad did not do that everyone um, um is it a deadbeat jokes. like a deadbeat parent like like they're they're a deadbeat parent but their rationale for doing it is not that they're afraid of the family aspect it's that like well in order to be a successful parent like my parent was i have to go out and do all of these things and i think again it's just about that realization that they're they probably are running from the fact that they don't know who they are. They feel like they won't live up to being as good of a parent as their parent was, and they need to go out and do all this stuff. Like that's their disassociation. Yeah. For sure. And I, I I mean teach their own when it comes to this. But I think this character starts off with dissociative identity disorder with phantoms talking in their head. Also true. Yes. And, and 
<laughs> maybe so this could be again that's a fun thing and if, if you're the player character bringing this to the dm as like a hey so i want to play this person that has these issues that they're going on with and they're really afraid of being a parent because they feel like they didn't have a good example it's too of obvious it. what because it's too obvious what, what's too obvious being a parent jesus christ you made the same <laughs> joke twice <laughs> You didn't get it. <laughs> I'm, I, how's, it, how's it feel to get beaten at your own game? Honestly, that's my fetish. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, but what I would tell them is I think a way they help deal with this is they find a way to get exercised of these phantoms. Right? Like, that that could yeah. be the journey. And, like, this idea of, like, these phantoms, these people that are talking to them, they feel like they don't know who they are amongst the voices in some way and all this stuff. And so they resort to the stories they were told as a kid because that's the last time they remember not hearing shit like this. And it's all just the stories of their parent. So, like, it is something that is very – you start in a very dark place and you're out there just doing whatever it takes because, like, that's what mom did. I'm going to be just like her and death is not is meaningless. And if you're in my way, cool. So, like, have whatever the big thing your mom did was – like whether it was stopping a war, killing a giant dragon, fending off a, a, a giant uh, a dictator like demon thing that was coming through, like just whatever you want that event to be. Maybe the DM can even tell you as like, hey, here you go, like work on it together. They're seeking out something like that, um, and then how they, um, how you redeem them, how you bring them back, is dealing with this aspect of these ghosts this this phantom element um that allows them to draw on certain things from people that are dead um and like once once you kind of deal with that maybe they start to realize what they're doing is incorrect again you could build to the moment with the mom that could be interesting and maybe that's why they left i'm trying to think the last thing i want to figure out before before we go into the role play i know we've been kind of hammering this over the head a bunch which we do when we get into the more psychological bullshit um when things are contradicting yeah but also like this is this is fucked up there's there's a lot of this that's fucked up um but that's that i don't i don't like i don't want to shy away from that i I like that because that shit happens people deal with trauma in different ways and it it fucks you up i'm kicking shit um what last thing i want to figure out though why do you think they no longer see and or hang out with their parents because I want at least the, the, the one that would go out on an adventure to be alive. The other one, give or take on. Do you, why, like, do you think it was just... Okay, do you have any examples? Do you have anything off the top of your head before I start throwing out bullshit? So why do I think that this character doesn't hang out with their parents anymore? Yes. Or at least in... Because they in, never have. Or in communication with them. Why do you think there would be at least enough of a gap in communication to the point where... Are they just lying to their parent the whole time? They're out doing all this shit and their parent thinks they're living a normal fine happy life with their family or or like i think it's because um the parent never reached out to interact with the kid when they were out adventuring so so you think this kid went out to adventure and that's just it that was just like okay that was the crux moment it was just like okay it's my turn now i'm old enough i'm gonna go on these adventures too mom they went out have their own family first and then go out in the adventures or like that's what i i feel like there should just be some I don't know. I'm trying to think of, of, of what it what it might. This motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> sure, but again, if you're if you're the adventuring parent that did all these adventures, your kid died on them. You stop adventuring at some point. You finish raising your child, and then your child goes out into the world. 
and has their own family, and then you see that they're adventuring. I don't. I, I guess I would imagine. I guess it could just be nothing. I, I was just trying to think. What was the first idea I had? Fork. It's gone. Uh, I don't know. I had something. <laughs> I, I mean, it was. It was. It wasn't anything big or like major. It could just even be like. They, they got into a fight. Like, maybe they, they were wanting to go out and do all these adventures. And the parents like, you don't need to. It's fine. Like, just stay here. Work here. Like, go into your, your dad's business. Like, no. I'm going to be great. And then he goes out and, like, makes a family there. Or maybe, maybe it is the birth of their child. Maybe it's the birth of his own kid that scares him enough to go away. And he does just kind of write back. Like, oh, yep, I'm doing fine. Doing great. Doing all this adventuring stuff. And they're just like. And, and so, like, maybe his mom is still helping to raise his kid. And he's just like, he's got to get out of the system. I'll get out of the system. He'll come back and it'll be fine. And then when he doesn't come back and he's just still not coming back, they're like, okay, we, you need to come home. Like, or, or the, or the baby mom off to this character has been lying to this character's mom the whole time. She's like, yeah, we're all doing fine. We're all doing great because they're scared of the psychopath. (laughs) And, um, doesn't want to, doesn't want to accept the fact that the person that they had a child with shouldn't be outside in the general public and should be committed. So, and it's coddling the secret. That that could be. My only fear with that is that comes from a place of of more trauma and less like caring. I th- I want them to still care about this person. There's no happiness in this character's world. There can be though. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I think <laughs> yeah. When the vo- when the, when you disassociate and create that happiness, that's not real. <laughs> Then you'll have happiness. Well, so they run from the happiness. The happiness is the actual family they start, right? They're they're trying to do what their mom did. They started the family, and then like instead of like just staying there with the family, it's this idea of like, okay, now I gotta go. I gotta next next thing on my list that mom did was leave. So gonna go fight goblins. Bye, <laughs> and then just goes. Yeah. And it's like, wait, wh- why? Why why is that what you're doing? You don't have to. You don't have to do that. And then like. I, that's where it's like I, I don't think it's necessarily that this person sees their significant other and husband as somebody that is a threat to them. It's just they're like, okay, I'm going to be a supporting significant other, and like, yes, this sucks, but apparently you got shit you need to figure out. I'll be here. Like, I don't know how long, and you can't expect me to be here forever. But like, yeah, okay, like, and, and so then eventually, after I don't know, it could even be a few months, and it's just like, where are you? Come back. Like, and I think as far as to the group goes. If you're getting- okay, so maybe I got confused. Hold on, let's back up. So you're asking why this character is not talking to their new family they created, or why they stopped talking to their parents? I slowly faded into that. <laughs> I did. I did originally. Because the new family's fucking obvious. Yeah, they just is. leave like they're okay. parented. So, but to answer your true. question about you you wanting it to be a big fight or something with the parent, that negates a crux well, or a bigger conversation yeah. later on in an arc because they already had that fight yeah. what's going to make the second fight more impactful yeah. than the first you're, one I, I guess that, so you're correct thank you for refocusing me I was getting way off the rails on that um, we do have <laughs> that figured out for the one family I guess that is to your point we know what the fight will be later so they, it's not the fight they had now so is the mom just kind of like she thinks everything's all good with the family and maybe she yes. comes to check one time and is now trying to seek them out yeah, I think something simple like that. Or, I mean, like I said, the I, oh, a significant other would potentially lie if they thought something was wrong with this person. Like, may, maybe they know... Maybe the significant, significant other is more intelligent and more aware of just, like, body language and subliminal messages that people send. Mm-hmm. So maybe the significant other knows that the parent, the mom, kind of regrets 
being away for so long, being an adventurer, mm-hmm. and doesn't and though even though they know they did good and they're proud of the things they accomplished, they wish they had that stronger family ties, and um, they know that because of the regret the mom has, that the mom doesn't want their kid to go out and make those same mistakes and do those things as most you know every parent doesn't want their kid yeah. to make the mistakes they made. Yeah. So they would just lie and be like, yeah, everything's fine here, everything's great, because the significant other thinks that they just have to go get it out of their system, like you said. Like, okay. yeah, they're out adventuring, but I'm not going to tell the mom that because then the mom's going to get way too involved and way too worried. It's just something they got to get out of their system and everything will work itself out. Thank you. That's what I think. I like that. I like that because okay. then it allows there to be some time where they are out adventuring and then slowly as a DM, if you want to play with what that timeline is of what's happening in their backstory back at home, you can have there be letters coming from his significant other. And then you can slowly get to a point where the mom does find out. And you know, the mom is out there trying to find him as well. And then that could be a random thing you drop on this PC at some point, your mom finds you. And what I would, as a player character, what I would try and decide is how much of my own backstory and what I'm trying to do. Do I tell my party? Like, I think yeah. I tell them, my mom is this great adventurer, and we're doing all this, and I have to do what she did. And, like, uh, yeah, I'm totally down to travel with you guys because maybe we'll come across this, which, like, my mom, like, that you could do that. Or you could even just play it as, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, just not call them your parent, but call it this person's name, right? Like, oh, yeah, have yeah. you guys ever heard of the great, like, the, the great uh, 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 Sandy McGovern? Like, she was this amazing rogue. <laughs> like, I, I, like, oh, my God, Sandy McGovern was the best. That's who I'm trying to be. Or, like, and, you know, and so, like, that's. And then when we meet Sandy McGovern, they're like, son, what are you doing? They're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is your like mom? <laughs> like, yep. the fuck? <laughs> like, um, that could be a fun reveal. And that's, and that's, again, where I like as a player character, what, what, you have to kind of set this up. So you can be like, here's what everyone else sees. Everyone sees that I'm obsessed with being like this person. And, yeah, I have a little bit of weird tendencies. And I will burn a village if that's what Sandy did. I don't know why I'm sticking with Sandy. But, like, yep. That's that's what we're gonna do. It's like okay, cool. Well, at least this rogue is is useful, and they seem to be able to kill people. Um, and then yeah, okay, cool. So we've made it. We're here. Thank you. Thank you for helping me. You're welcome. I feel like I was just kind of <laughs> blowing in the wind, like a paper bag, plastic bag, floating through the wind. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag full of gasoline? Oh no, sorry. Trying to stop. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen in that? In 2021. <laughs> Yes, I've seen it. Okay, cool. So I think then we're good. Right? Dope. I like it, dude. Cool. Yeah, we're good. So when we're going to meet this this person on like episode zero or like what we'll role play here is the idea of this is their first time out. And so they got, whew, okay, here we go. Like they've done some like rogue shit before where they can, or maybe they haven't. Maybe they haven't ever had to be in a bar fight. And like it's once they finally do, they realize like, oh, oh, these ghosts that have been talking to me for the past like. Oh, let's figure out name, alignment, age, and appearance. I guess that's all rather important, too. <laughs> oh, say, yeah, that is. Because <laughs> I'm going to say, the, like... The, 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 the backstory was such a struggle. We forgot about the little things. Yeah. Sort of a neutral evil? I think so. Chaotic evil? No, I think they're neutral, neutral evil. evil. Um, I don't think it's chaotic evil in that Whoops, they're, they're the trying spot. to constantly uh, uh, create chaos in evil scenarios. Yeah. It's just, they'll again, the main thing that matters is being like their mom. And anything that has to get in the way of that... I don't care. Um, age-wise, um, shit, what is the age of halflings? Like, how long do they go for? Oh, they live for a while, don't I they? I guess we didn't figure out the sub. Oh, we didn't give any of the pluses for halfling. Your dex goes up by two as a halfling. Nice. So that's even that's more. That's a 17 dex. And that's huge for rogues. Um, what's their other super high one? 
uh, rogues? Yeah, no, for okay, so I'm looking at our character. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, we don't. We don't. You whatever subclass of halfling you want. Um, yeah, go ahead. Like, again, we don't even need to get too into that. But their age thing, they reached adulthood at 20 and lived in the middle of their second century, so 200 years. So I'd say let's say they're about 28. And they died. Well, and they died a young halfling. Yeah, and well, it's because they they just you know, uh, yeah. Fuck it, twenty eight. And then maybe that's part of the reason that they're disassociating like this is it was an oops baby. <laughs> it was like a, okay, and they're like, I'm not ready to be an adult. I'm not ready to be a parent. Like I was gonna go out and do all these adventures first and try and be like my mom. Oh no, because that makes oh, wait. It, that makes it that makes it less of a, a choice. Maybe they they maybe that's why they have a kid young is because they want to start being like the mother sooner. Yeah, just jump right into that bitch. Yep, yep. Feet first. Um, that's how babies are made. Um, and so they're, they're 28. Let's say they died when they were eight. So for the past 20 years, they've been hearing these ghosts in their head. And then finally, when they go to actually attack somebody, they're like, oh, <laughs> I can do more with these ghosts in my head. This cool. power. I like it. Um, cool. So they're 28, died at eight. Um, I think their name is... Uh, let's go with Cullen. C U L, like Edward. God damn it! <laughs> but like, why? Do you, do you want to actually know my my rationale why behind this? Or it could just be Cull. Do you just want to go with Cull? C U L. No. Or Cully. Sounds like you're choking on something. Cull. What's your name? Cull. So the reason Cull. is because the the the. <laughs> The son in Critical Role's name is Luke. Spelled. Just name the cocksucker Luke. No, nope, I want to flip it. I want it to be instead because it's spelled L U C, so that's why I want C U L. That's so dumb. Thank you. <laughs> What's their stupid last name? Um, so it's Cullen. No. What's uh, Critical Role's character's stupid last oh, name? Bernardo. We can't flip that around. Bernardo, it's too, many, it's too many, too many letters. Do like, do like bravado. What if Ooh. we, and what if we switch the words, letters around? You oh. could do like. So you want to do book? Nanarb. You want to do book, book, lorado, lenado. No, um, I like Cullen. His name's Cullen. Um, I fucking don't. Why? What's wrong with Cullen? I'm trying to see what words I can make out of Bernardo. You can make um, Bernardo. You can make drone. Dra- where, dra- where did you type Drobar. In critical in Google. I'm not seeing it in Google anyway. As you typed it up, I typed it in Google. Google, not the Google Doc. Oh, okay. Um, I think like why? Just now you this. Let this be shown. On what it, whatever today's date is, is the first time that Nathan cared more about the name of a character than I did. Because <laughs> it's Twilight and it's so stupid. It's not. But fine, we'll name him fucking. His name was Cullen. His last name was Cullen, and this guy's name will be Cullen Edward. <laughs> well, I can't wait for all of the fucking millennials who love Twilight to click on this episode and be very disappointed. <laughs> you don't think Edward Cullen had mommy issues? I don't know. I haven't read the books or watched the movies, so I would just imagine that whole family was very tight knit. Very tight knit. Is it like like incest tight knit? Maybe. Um, when you live a few hundred years, you got to experiment somehow. No. <laughs> just no. Um. <laughs> So it's Cullen. Blah, blah, blah. 
Just some like a, a, a g- generic. Ooh, that's, I think that's how it's spelled. Yep. I appreciate you trying to type out the Colin sound. Colin Brode. Broden. Colin Brode. I like Colin Brode. Yeah. Perfect. That's technically how you spell the word broad, but we're pronouncing it Brode. Put an E at the end. Fine. So it's B R O A D E. Cullen Brode. Yeah, I like it. Um, all right, cool. Um, allies and organizations. I don't think they really have many. They have the mom, and I mean, okay, so they have some. They have mom, the family. That, that's their like at like. I don't know if they're like allies or organizations, but like his family. That's still but there's out. someone tied to them. I, we always just kind yeah. of put people that are tied to them here. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Um, Ooh, I want this. What do they look like? I would say I, I don't know why. I want this to be short, red-haired, freckled, pale skin, kind of like uh, 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 a rather um, slim-looking like halfling. So like not like stout and like you know like ugh. I mean I guess their cons pretty okay. good, but they're like very dexy. So they're like you know I don't know they they a Weasley. Yeah, like like imagine if a Weasley was a halfling. <laughs> <laughs> um. And uh, very blue eyes, and they have a weird smile that's just unsettling. Okay, is it crooked? Yeah, and like it just looks like they're not because again they're, because they're, they died and lost feeling in their face. Ooh, What's the reason behind ooh, yeah, that? Yeah, the right side of their mouth just can't go up. So when they okay, so they look like uh, look like Rocky, yeah, or Mad Eye Moody. I'm just trying to think, why is his charisma so low? Like, he's not charismatic. People do not enjoy being around him, usually. And I think it's So the- you make him a ginger, you piece of shit? <laughs> That's not why I made him a ginger. <laughs> this, is the, this was the aspect, this last part, I was trying to figure out what makes him unsettling, like, charisma-wise to be around. Not the ginger part. <laughs> That's amazing. Um... I need to stop playing with the slinky because I feel like my microphone's picking it up. So I apologize. <laughs> I fiddle. Oh my with god! Things. I fiddle with things. I need to be doing stuff with my hands. Um, yeah. So th- I think that. And then he has like um, um, just your classic like leather. Like he went out and bought bought rogue armor. He's like, hi, I need rogue armor because I'm going to be a rogue. <laughs> <laughs> because like again, he's trying to just be like his mom. Like, All right, here we go. Whatever that means, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah um and i would say height wise they're three foot seven i think it's kind of tall for three foot seven yes yeah, so, but they're slender yeah there's yeah so they're they're slimmer um so they're just gangly for a halfling all right cool um and i think that's that's everything right we got age we got the appearance short redhead yeah 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 that isn't. That's now actually everything. Woof. Okay, <laughs> I think we did it. We did it, fam. We're here, um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to play Cullen Brode. Ooh, nice. Should I do a bit of a Scottish accent for this one? Because Brode, Cullen Brode, sounds like he's a little bit, a little bit of a. I'm going into Andron. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go into the role play. I'm gonna figure out this fucking voice. Okay, let's do it. We find ourselves at the CD Tavern. It's midday on a Saturday. Beautiful weather outside. Summer is finally here in Podcastria. They've got a back patio. 
It's a smoking area, so it tends to be pretty popular with the working class. Lots of uh, big brooding people back there smoking up their cigars, drinking their hard liquors, and it's being rambunctious. It's kind of a, it's not a lot of rules back there. Um, the server kind of comes in and gives what they can, you know, whatever, but the, but the patio's open. Patio's open. Windows, they've got some windows that roll up to let fresh air in. Um, the local blacksmith in town and, and his apprentice installed windows that can go up and down um, to let some fresh air come through. So uh, we're having a really good lunch rush right now. There's a new spe- new drink special, something frozen with some ice that they did their best to not be brown and murky ice, nice clear ice. They've refrozen it and, and uh, filtered it, frozen it and filtered it multiple times to get you a nice top-notch ice. And um, we've got bar and Louie behind the bar. Two, those are the two people we got working today. And uh, as they're hustling and bustling, you know, doing their thing, Louie's rolling their eyes at all those, how every, like, stable person's here right now and it smells and he can't stand it there's just an odor in the air that even with the windows open he can pick up on not a fan of stinky people bar himself kind of smells so every time they like have to shift past one another it's like a little uh, for, for louis um and all of a sudden this small pale freckled boy well i guess it's a man but looks like a boy walks into the CD Tavern. What do they do? Cullen kind of looks around, taking it all in, excited. He kind of like stretches a little bit. All right. So is anyone behind the bar, or are they outside in the back? Um, they're so right. Louis just walked into the back because he's he can handle his own against people, and Bar is currently behind the bar. All right. He kind of like excitedly runs over to the stool, pulls it up, and hops up on top and goes. Oh, well, hello there. Hi. Um. Oh. Sorry, were you going hi. to talk? I was going to say hi back. Oh, <laughs> yes, of course, of course, because that's uh, how taverns usually work. It's some sort of uh, for, uh, interaction. Fucking hell, sorry, this is just so exciting to me. Uh, 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 I'm I'm new in town. I'm Colin Broad. What's your name? And he reaches his hand across the, the bar. I shake his hand. My name's Bar. Oh. Oh. First name bar, last name tender. Oh, interesting. So that you're, you're a bartender named bartender. I like that. That's kind of smart. It makes it a little bit easier. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm Colin Broad and I'm a rogue. So, oh, that almost kind of huh. rhymes. Oh my god, bloody hell, it kind of works. Uh, <laughs> high five. Oh yeah, up top. Uh-huh. <laughs> Slap hands. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay, well, bar, um... Oh, shit, I guess I should get a drink since I'm here. Uh, well, what would Ma, what would, what would Ma usually get? Uh, we got a new drink. We got a, we got a special drink right now for oh. the first day of summer. Ooh, what is that? Also, it's been a is week a- since we've been, it's been, oh, what'd they say to me? What? This morning we had a meeting. It's been one year since a week that we've opened. One, one, one year. Oh, so, so, so it's been so, one week since a year that we've opened. One week since the year. So it's, it's not currently the year. Well, it's a, either way, is there a celebration or some sort happening? Yes. Well, that's exciting. What's the drink you have then? 
uh, we called it a, um, you know, they call it a podcast. The drinks called, po- like, kind of after the t- town, because this is podcastria, right? Yeah, So exactly. Interesting. Oh, all right. Well, well, well what's, what's, what's the drink? What's, what's it mainly made up of on that? So we got ice, but don't worry. It's good ice. Good um, ice, all right. And then we've got this, like, Look. this this mashed... Yeah. That we, we've got a person in the back right now literally mashing and muddling, um, sure. like, purple flowers. Yeah. And we're getting the juices out of those. And then we've got um, this new thing called, like, um, cream de mint, I think the alchemist said. Okay, I'm good. Okay, it's that's real- fine. That sounds way too complicated. I'm really just kind of looking for, like, a nice red wine of some sort. Oh, you want wine? Yeah. I figure it's my first time out, and I want to get something. Uh, well, it kind of just reminds me of uh, we're back home, and uh, that's, uh, that's what Mama ought to drink. So that's what I'm going to have out here on this, this grand adventure I'm about to be going on there. Uh, suddenly, Louis approaches, and he's like, What, what are you doing? Oh, hello. Who is this? This is, I, I'm, I'm Cullen Brode, and he reaches his is, hand across yeah, the bar. Yeah, this is Cullen. He, 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 he puts I am hand, not um, going to shake your hand. Okay. Why uh, Listen, what? he completely turns his back to you and starts, like, putting a finger in the bar's chest. And it's like, how many times do I have to tell you that if people come in here talking about their mothers, they are probably too young to drink? Do not give, oh, give oh. this child Whoa. any alcohol. Uh, I, I apologize. I didn't quite catch your name. But I am going to show you I am old enough. I'm an adventurer. I'm out here. I'm a rogue. Just ask. I just told good bar here. That's what I am. He's a bartender Louis. named... Ba- oh, Louis. Uh, I, 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 I guess I could understand the hesitation, but I'm a halfling, mate. Uh, that's that's why I, I look a little bit smaller. That's, that's... You're kind of tall for a halfling. And you're kind of an asshole for somebody that works at a bar. <laughs> Bartender's a lot yeah, more approachable well, than you are. You go sit in the back with those disgusting people smoking their cigars and smelling of horse shit. Oh, that sounds... And see how happy you are. Is a horse shit actually been in the back back there? It might be on the patrons, but the patio is a crazy place, and I'm the only one bold enough to deal with them. Well, bully for you, mate. I'm, I'm proud, proud of you for being out of the hand of all that, I guess. It, I, I just, uh... Look, I just wanted to get a wine, perhaps relax a little bit. I figured the big town like this, or the tavern here, the, any of the people in the back, the the horse shit, is that because they're traveling on horses, or is it because they work here? Whatever. Bar, if you serve him and we lose our license, it is on you. It's your fault. That's what I would tell Terrence. Uh, no, I, I I think he's he's fine, Louis. We got it here. I'm sorry that, that the people smell like poop. Whatever. If you need me... I'll be dealing with the patio, and Louis walks away. And Bar goes, um, so we've actually got someone, uh, right now in the back who's just smashing grapes with his, their bare feet. Is that the kind of wine you want? I, well, I'm just gonna, I, I, uh, I'm gonna just be straight with you, bartender. You probably know more about the wine here than I would. I'm not very, I'm not very familiar with how wine gets made. If that's what the best red wine you have, I'm gonna trust someone named Bar. Yeah, it's 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 uh, really good. This uh, person wears a special kind of like ointment on their foot that, as they mash the grapes, it ferments like instantaneously. 
so there's no like waiting period. Sure. Again, I, I'm just going to have whatever you think is best. I just know I'm needing some sort of red wine. All right, all right then. Well, uh, we got you. So uh, he turns around and just there's like a spigot on the wall, and he just pulls a thing down. Juice like slowly comes out. It's not a very strong flow. Waits till it's like an appropriate like halfway up the glass, and he goes okay, and like closes the tap and gives it to you, and he goes, I know that um, typically drinks come. They they say that you fill a glass up full, right? But with with, with wine. You don't want to fill the glass up full because you want to kind of swirl it around and oh. let it breathe. I guess is that oh, all right? Uh, so this is this is a full glass. Trust me, I've, I've had a lot of people get mad, but this is a full glass of wine. Well, I'm gonna have to be honest with you. I'm gonna shoot straight. I'm gonna shoot straight with you. All right? You got, can you? Yeah, is that all right for you? I yeah. have never had. Don't shoot me. Uh, no, it's more of a, an expression. I don't actually have a bow or arrow or crossbow at all. I just more so is more. This is also my first um, uh, drink, really. I just n- oh, I never. Then how'd you how'd you know to order wine if it's your first one? How do you even like it? <laughs> uh, well, it's one of those things that I uh, just always kind of saw my mom drinking, and well, I imagine it's what uh, goes best when you're out and trying to to take on the world. So that's uh, that's what I've kind of landed on. Ah, uh, yeah. So I should, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a name from where I'm from, you know, because because I watched right, my I watched my. I watched my parents a lot, yeah. and I gave them, we all have names based on our tasks, and um, my dad, actually, fun fact, we have a clothing line named after him from where I'm from, and uh, his name's, his first name's wife, last name Beater, and now we've got these, these like, tank tops kind of thing, that all the people, all the people in, um, where I'm from, wear when it's really hot. <laughs> Wow, so, wow. So, I feel like that's a lot of information to be given out. Uh, are you... So based on... based on, I'm going to call you uh, uh, Wine Drinker. I feel like that's meant as a compliment, but again, with all the information you just dumped on me, I... You know what? I'm going to need that drink. Here, oh, here, here it is. I gave it... Here you go. Give you the glass. He just kind of sips it a bit. Not... Uh, Mmm, mmm. Oh, wow, it's very bitter. Is it, is it normal hard taste? Oh, uh, yeah. I think they, um, this certain kind of grape creates something called a, a merlot. Huh. Which they say is a little earthier and hmm. has more tans in it. Tans? Oh, like skins? Yeah. So it's like, uh, like uh, yep. Mm. Well, that's interesting. I, I get the lot part because it it, it hits you a lot when you, when you go ahead and drink it for the first time. Oh, well, but it's not too bad. It's oh, hmm. I get I get my mom like to drink this so much, and he kind of just starts chugging it. And this, oh, well, <laughs> slams down. You're the definitely glass. good at being a first name wine, last name drinker. Oh well, ah, uh, I uh. I, I I appreciate it. It's only the first half of actually of what I want to be, though. Uh, I am planning on being uh, here. Last name. Oh, that's what I'm going to be. 
Oh, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. And well, because, you know, it's one of those things. You have to have goals, right? You have to go out and you have to know what you want and you have to go after it and you have to chase it. And gosh darn it, that's why Cullen Broad is here. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I've 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 been um, a first name Advent last name Terror before. Oh, you don't say. Well, what what yeah. what what, did, what were the things that you you felt like? You, what did you do? Where did you go? Tell me. Bob. Oh, I got about a mile away from the city, and then I cried, and I came back to the bar. That's amazing. How was it? Did you feel alive? Because that's what I'm feeling now, just rushing through me, finally being out, feeling the wind. I mean, if crippling fear and, and being able to lean on people and not being able to take care of myself is feeling alive, then yeah, I felt all of that. Oh, well, you've got me even more excited to be out here. I mean, and he kind of stands up on the stool and just kind of looks around and is like, do, 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 do you know, are there any adventuring types uh, in here currently that have kind of come through right now that are needing needing a rogue type to kind of help them go out and fight against gnolls or, or, or take down some sort of corrupt rulers? Like here right now? Yes. That's what I'm here for. Um I'm looking for people to come uh, with. Or to go with. Or or just maybe I'll just do it all alone. And he just kinda like reaches through his knives and he kinda pulls them out. <laughs> Whoa, no no need to pull uh the knives out here. I mean Do you like them? The new you know, I they look nice. Yeah. Everything on you actually you're wearing looks really yes. nice. That looks like a really like just a rogue outfit. All right, that's what I said. I went to the guy. I went to the guy that writes one of the first things after I left, after I left home. Uh, I, I went uh, and, and I knew what I needed. And, 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 and I was like, sir, good, good, sir. Colin Broad here. I am a rogue. However, I don't have anything uh, to rogue about him. So I described to him exactly what my mother used to wear. And that's what he made for me. And you just kind of look, and you do notice now as you look a little closer, a little bit more feminine detailing in some of the, like, kind of, like, the, the, the edges of it, which is, like, it's not, like, super, like, pink and floral, but it's definitely, yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a little bit more feminine. It's like, so, yeah. Well, that looks great. Right? And these knives? And he kind of clinks them together. Never. Look really sharp. Right? It's because they have, they have not yet experienced what it is to cut bone, which I'm sure they can do. I well, I, 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 if you're looking for, we could probably maybe put a party together. You and I, me and you, the great Bard and Cullen, together taking yes. on the world. I like it. The great Advents and the great Her. Oh, oh yes, because wait, so you would change? You would be Advent when we're out. Yes, all right. I'd be first name Advent, last name Turr. Sure, and I'd be here. Or should it oh. be last name? It should be here. Here, Ro. Yes, Ro. So, here, first name here, last name Ro. All right. Yeah, I like yes. it. I like that. Hmm. Well, first things first, I think I need another one of these. And he points to the wine. And then we can start figuring out where we can find the first town that is controlled by gnolls. Have you heard of these? Have you heard of these gnoll-like creatures? I can tell you all about them. Gnomes? No, no, no. Gnolls. Gnomes are a race of people. A little bit shorter than, than halflings, usually. They're kind of nice. They have good biscuits. I'm sure we've had some in here. We get all sorts of people in here. Very, very well. Uh, but gnolls are different. Gnolls are not family little creatures that will show you great hospitality. No, 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 no. Gnolls look like some sort of hyena. 
but they walk on their Aina. hind legs and are very tall. They're taller than most humans, even. Probably about your height, maybe a little bit more. And they're horrifying. They're so spooky. We can find some and we will kill them. I know. Kill them? Yes, I know exactly how. Do you want to know? I'm... I don't know if I want to know. Oh, it's really easy. So what you want to do is get up as close as you can. And he pulls out his knife, and then, when they don't see it coming, you hop on the back, use one <gasps> knife to stab in the back, and reach around to the other, and just slit along the throat. Let the blood spray. And most of them are scarable. Usually, if you take out enough of them, the rest will scurry away. The pack-like creatures like that. And if you take out the main leader, then you wouldn't even have to worry about the rest of them. They'll all scamper off and probably die out in the woods. <gasps> I don't know if I want to do that. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what? What? Uh, Louis? What? Uh, you, oh, Louis, Louis calling me. I, wait, I think wait, he needs wait. help in the back. I need more. And, and Barr runs to the patio screaming. Ah, oh, well. You know, I don't, and then Louis comes out. Well. And, and just completely ignores Barr and goes back to the counter and goes. He sees kind of. He saw kind of your arms waving around just while he comes back to you and goes, What do you want? Well, I was having a great conversation with Sir Tender, but uh, I guess while well, you're here, do you mind getting me a little bit more of this this wine? Is, is from... What did you say to him? Well, about what? We were having a talk about going out at great I adventures. Think... You know what? I don't care what you said to him, because he screams when he runs no matter what. What do you want? More wine? Yes, that would be great. And what about you? Are you looking to go out on an adventure? Do you know anyone here? What about those shit people in the back? Are any of the shit people here trying to go out and take on the world and become great heroes? You might be able to convince one of those egotistical pricks to go on an adventure with you. Yeah? Well, are they currently going out? I need... I want people uh, that are ready. That are ready for what the world is out there and being able to do what is necessary to go down in history. Most stupid people are always ready to do something stupid. It doesn't take much convincing. Well, fair enough. Well, then why don't you top me off here, then, good Lou? And I'll head back there and see if I can find someone. Fine. I will send you back there. Here. Turns around, fills up a wine glass, gives it to you, and goes, Now, good luck with your skinny ass in the back. Well, I'll appreciate it, Lou. And, uh... Next time you'll see me, I'll be out here with a whole group, and perhaps you'll hear the tales of the great Cullen Broad. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm so I will. He takes the glass and kind of like tops down off of the stool and kind of wobbles a little bit as he's walking to the back and goes, You'll remember the name. Oh, Cullen Broad. He's the hero of the future. And he kind of just stamp or scampers and just is wavering back. <laughs> in the back patio with one hand in the air and wine glass in the other. <laughs> and, and then you go in the back and tell a riveting tale and convince three idiots to go on an adventure with you. Mm-hmm. And scene. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Bart is not going on an adventure with you. He's scared now. <laughs> I like... There was so much. There was layers of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of came out and all that. <laughs> also, now the I, I wow the 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 CD tavern has a patio in the back. It's good yeah. to know. Nice, I like yep. it. I like it. Um, I uh, um, don't know how I feel about about bartender's father being a wife beater, but um, oh my god, Jesus Christ! For everyone at home, <laughs> I made Jake get up out of his chair and walk away because that was fucking <laughs> like just. Oh, God. Like, 
I didn't know what to do. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just like imagining like your brain thoughts as I'm saying whatever I'm saying and you're like, okay, where's he yeah, going? Yeah, like, okay, type of clothing. Where is he, where is he gonna, okay. where is he gonna go? I was like, okay, Calvin okay, Klein? Okay. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, yep, nope. And then to see the eye roll, you turned your back on me, you completely abandoned me in that I bit. I did. And, and then got up and walked away. That was your bit. It was your bit entirely. I didn't know what to do with it. It was just there and I was like, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was fun, though. And I, I again, the voice was not what I was practicing, but but I realized, again, we talked about how his right side of his mouth won't go up. So I just tried to lock that in place and just talk over the left side of my mouth. And then just yeah. have a little bit of the higher pitch accent. And, like, I think his charisma is one of those things where it's like, he just isn't good at, like, understanding that other people don't like him and that's what makes him obnoxious. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's where the charisma comes. Like, and so, like the fact that him and Barr became instant best friends should say everything you need to know about like the charisma. It's like, which I thought was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like also, I was like, you know what? This is a guy that runs around saying, "Hi, I'm a rogue." Like, it's not how it's not how any rogues rogue, <laughs> like, <laughs> like at all. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that. Um, I forgot what, what I had already forgot like what happened because I black out when I improv. <laughs> But um, I do really like that we like high fived yeah. and that was like Bar was like hell yeah like you're dumb I'm dumb you're I love your energy like it was just well and then I even liked, I liked how it. he's on board to do it until all of a sudden you realize that like oh this guy is fucked up this guy will just yeah like you just wait you just find anything and if it looks like a thing that was killed by your mother at some point you're gonna kill it yep <laughs> like oh yeah I mean that's way too deep th- deep of thought for oh, Bar yeah, Bar's yeah. just a child yeah. so Bar's like yeah you want to go on an adventure it sounds awesome but then when someone actually tells you what it means mm-hmm. it's like. It's like when someone invites you to go camping, and it's like, yeah, but I mean, like, we're gonna we're gonna go camping, like, we're gonna have just a tent to sleep in, and it's like, oh, I love that. Sign me up. I want to do like Instagram camping. Boo. I don't want to actually camp. Boo! I want to <laughs> jump on a gnoll's back, stab it with a knife, and then slit its throat. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, and I think that's where again, like, the neutral evil villain ideal of this character kind of comes out and they're like they don't see themselves as the villain right they don't like and no villain ever does right like even in this like again the idea of spreading terror throughout the land wasn't this like they just did whatever they want would kill anything got in the way so it's like it's a slight skew on that but i think it still kind of works and i think it makes for a the very least complex character (laughs) that has multiple layers to doing why what they would do and like Again, when we're talking about making this potentially an NPC, like, big bad of some sort, obviously he would be more further along. This would be, like, he, he's kind of built up, done some of those other things, and is now trying to do whatever the big last thing his mom did. And he's trying to be there yeah. and, like, be a part of it. But he needs to make it happen, right? He needs to be, like, it's those big bad events don't usually, you know, just happen every day. <laughs> so, like, yeah. in some way, like, that could be how you take it. And, again, like... He's just weird and hard to read, and I would imagine he's like kind of um again if you want to be the villain version of this and actual like use it as a DM uh, uh, eccentric, <laughs> just very yes. <laughs> very eccentric and trying to cause terror so that he can be the oh it's almost even kind of like syndrome from uh, Incredibles. Sure, do you remember Sin? Okay, yep, 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 yeah, yeah, the bad guy, yeah, where he he's trying to allow like cause chaos so he can save the day and be the hero, like yeah, yeah. so, but yeah, I. I'm not a huge fan of rogues. 
I'm not. I don't just don't usually line up. Like I think Nicholas Biggins would be fun to play, and Sir would be great to have in a, like a, in a campaign. I don't know if I'd ever want to play him as like a PC. I think this is probably the one I would like to play the most because again, it's just like just because of the backstory and the layers of it. Because I like I I think I've said this a few times in here before. I like having secrets. Onions. Yes, onions, and I like having secrets. I like having secrets from the party that, like, I'll tell the DM about, and then, like, hopefully slowly get layered in and allow me to, like, respond and react to them in, in the moment. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's where I'm at. Do you got any, Sweet. Got any final thoughts about Cullen Broad and his all-over-the-place accent? I do. A little bit Irish, a little bit I'd Australian. Like to... I think you did a good job. Thank you. I didn't. I didn't get any Andarin, so that's it's a true. that's a fucking A. It's at least a B plus <laughs> if no Andarin slips in. Oh, uh, that's what I found too. It's easy for me to stay in a voice if I do something physically with my mouth and just keep doing that. It'll at least keep it like to a similar because it'll also affect what type of words I feel comfortable saying, which will also yeah. change. That. Yeah. So for sure. But all right, cool. Well, then if you got nothing else, I got nothing else. That can only mean one thing. We're in the outro. <laughs> this show was over. You don't have to go home. Just you can't hang here anymore with these earbuds in your ear. I mean, you can if you're at home already. That's fine. But if you're anywhere else, you can also stay there. It's a podcast. That's not how any of this works. It's, I don't know why. This is what I keep going back to as a bit. It's just what I have written down. So let us know what you thought of Cullen Broad and all of his Sad boy. He has some sad boy energy too. He just hides it. No, we know he doesn't. It's not the same kind of sad boy energy um, as some of our past characters. He wouldn't be in the sad boy band. Um, but let us know what you thought of Cullen Broad. You can do that via email. Even if you take him into a campaign or have some more questions about maybe fleshing him out, you can email us and we will respond and we will love to interact with you because we we love people that love us. It's all about love here. <laughs> And the best way to email us is probably at our email, which is rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. Um, let us know what you think. If you drew up some art of this Cullen Broad-looking individual rogue, um, feel free to send that over. I'd be curious with this Phantom Rogue. I'm sure there's some cool stuff online that people do with like ghosts around knives, right? As they're like cutting and like throwing that damage around. That'd be fancy yeah. and fun. Um, so yeah, let us know what you think. You can also follow us on all of the social medias and reach out to us there and let us know if you have any ideas for some trauma you would like to have our characters have and us explain <laughs> how it makes sense. Um, our social medias are Twitter is at RNG underscore PC. Instagram, same thing, at RNG underscore PC. Facebook, guess what? It's the same thing again. RNG underscore PC. It just makes it easier. And then we like to record these episodes live on the internet. So if you ever want to watch us, you can come over to Twitch. We generally try and record every Saturday around noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Within an hour around there. If you follow those before-mentioned socials, we'll post on there when we're going live. Our Twitch, though, is twitch.tv slash RNG underscore PC. Come hang out. We also do games here. We do some other world-building stuff, or at least we will be once everything kind of gets a little bit more settled after the summer plans. And then, uh, yeah, and then if you want to join our community, get access to some of these character sheets, and uh, hear some bonus episodes of me and Nathan just being ridiculous, um, you can join our Patreon, which our Patreon, ah, fuck, Patreon, (laughs) our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash rngpc. Head over there. We'll shout you out in the episodes, and you'll help us grow and the next year be even better and bigger than this past year has been. So we'd appreciate that. And then, Nate, you've got some stuff you do on YouTube, right? Yeah, we do um, quick tips on YouTube, little quick little videos, as well as we post sneak previews to the episodes that 
Um, we have live, so if you're curious, if you want, if you should listen to an episode, we um, got some trailers for you for some episodes. So check those out as well. Good I'm going to be working on making those more consistent. <laughs> but yeah, I think other than that, that's that's pretty much everything. So we will read out reviews as well. So if you are listening right now on podcast in the Apple iTunes app, or even if you just have an iPhone, your Apple app, I, I like podcast app is on there. They won't let you delete it. It's just always there. Even if you prefer listening on Spotify, like me. Um, you can go in there, though, and give us a review. And this is where we will read some of them. And if you can give us a, like, whatever star review you want, just the words. If you put the words in there, we will read that out here. And it also kind of helps us get discovered by other people that enjoy this randomness and uh, D&D-like content. So we would really appreciate that. And we will read out any reviews that you guys put up there. But, yeah, other than that, feel free to just, I don't know, keep hanging out. And we appreciate you. Any final words, Nate, before I'm done rambling? That's it. That's it. All right, cool. Well, thank you, everyone. We appreciate you, and we will see you next week. And remember, in the meantime, keep rolling and keep playing. See you next time.